our first episode of 2024, Bridget and Scott. And it comes at a good time. The Bruins are on a three-game winning streak after what was an ugly week-plus of hockey leading up to Christmas. Um, you know, the, dating back to, uh, what was it, the Sabres game? 4-1 uh, win over the Sabres. We discussed that one. 5-2 over the Devils. 5-3 over the Red Wings. So the offense is getting going, and it seems like they're getting contributions from up and down the lineup right now, and they're playing – they're playing with um, some good energy and some some great right now post Christmas. Yeah, they are, and to me, my opening shift is that one of the key developments has been the Martian Coil DeBrusque line getting hot. Um, all three of those players were scuffling a bit heading into the Christmas break. Coil and DeBrusque had each gone six games without a point. Marchand had, I think it was one goal in seven games and no five on five points during that time. Um, you know, it seems like they kind of killed three birds with one stone, putting them all together. Um, I think individually they're all playing better and there's chemistry that hasn't, hasn't always been there, you know, with Marchand and Coyle in particular. And we've talked about that. I've talked about that before, how, there are times earlier this season that it just didn't seem to be clicking with the two of them. And you thought it should, and maybe it could at some point, but it really wasn't. And now it finally seems like they're getting comfortable playing together and figuring out how to work off each other. They've both talked about that, you know, saying like, yeah, sometimes it takes, you know, sometimes chemistry comes right away and it's match made in heaven. And sometimes you have to work at it and they've had to work at it and they have, and, seems to be there right now. And, um, you know, and DeBrusque has, has fit there uh, alongside them really well too. So um, that, you know, they, they scored a, a key goal in the New Jersey game. Um, to, the goal that really launched the comeback after they're down to nothing. Um, Marshan sets up DeBrusque and then another key goal against Detroit after Detroit comes back to tie it to two. It's that line that ends up scoring early in the third period to give the Bruins the lead back and kind of right the ship. Yeah. And my opening shift has to do with a, a different line that's come together since, you know, things have been shuffled. So my opening shift is about Trent Frederick, who maybe had the nicest goal of his career uh, in the Detroit game. He, his first of two goals um, that he kind of just, poked in, lifted top shelf um, on the backhand. And we were, we were talking about this a little bit ago, like what's Trent Frederick's best goal of his career. And I feel like I watched that. And I was like, there he is. That's that one's a good one. He wanted the hat trick. He was going, I don't know if you guys uh, saw it the way I did, but I thought he was chasing down Sokka's shot into the empty net to try to tap it in at the end, but he didn't catch up to it. Um, Cause I, I looked like he was trying to, you know, get one little touch hat trick. Uh, would have been good for him, but he's been playing well, um, helping out a little bit at center, but mostly playing wing on that third line with now with Merkel off there. Yeah, Frederick's just seeming a lot more comfortable with the puck on his stick and he's making things happen, looking to make plays as opposed to just, you know, being a player out there, which is, you know, you're watching the real time development of a player, obviously 17 goals last year and just building off it this year, which is great. Um, he just looks something. confident. Like he yeah. just looks so confident in that yeah. Detroit game. Mm hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what experience at the professional level does. And you realize you can score goals at the NHL level. And 
it's amazing what, what happens and his skating. Yeah. Like I said, the puck on his stick, he's just making things happen. He's um, using his size and he has those long strides, powerful strides. So um, yeah, Frederick, I mean, look, I think a couple of years ago, not to dive too much into your opening uh, take Bridget before we keep going. But like, I just remember a couple of years ago, like we were kind of losing hope on, on the player who was like 24 at the time. He wasn't like too, too young. Um, and now it's like, couple of calendars calendar years later and he seems to be somebody who could put in 20 goals a year for this team um at least so that's 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 a great development uh i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback off of scott's opening shift and focus on on debrusque and obviously he's been a focal point of mine this year and we talked about him last episode uh, as, as a player who was on the up and um, a lot of people would have said he's been up all year except for the points but you know, unfortunately, it's a results-driven business, and and when you're paid to produce, you have to do so. And now that he's doing that, now he deserves, um, you know, maybe maybe he's getting rewarded, but he he deserves the uh, the attention, the positive attention now as well. And Scott mentioned the um, the New Jersey game. It's like Jake DeBrus scoring that goal. Granted, it's off of a hard four check from Brad Marchand, um, who kind of starts the whole play, uh, and DeBrus obviously finishes it, but. That's a play where if he doesn't finish that, it's potential that it's possible that the Bruins lose that game because you're down two nothing. And instead, he he goes to the net hard, wink wink. That's how he scores goals and he finishes and gets the Bruins on the board and they end up winning the game, kind of running away with it. And that's the impact that you can have when you're somebody who can do that and you do do that. Obviously, not every game, but with five points in his last three games, he's up to sixteen points in the season and. It started that number is starting to look better and better for him. And if the Bruins, the biggest reason I was upset with DeBrusque's lack of production, despite analytics saying that he was playing well, regardless, like if this team wants to be where they want to be um, in the postseason, as long as he's on this roster, he has to produce like a top six forward. And he wasn't, and he's starting to now. And that's really important for this team going forward. Yeah. And we, we talked to him after the, the New Jersey game uh, in the locker room. And he said, you know, really the whole team used the Christmas break as a chance to reset, obviously coming off the four game losing streak, but he also used it individually. He said he kind of relaxed, watched Christmas movies and like had a good time. Um, and Harry way, Potter. And, and yeah, Harry Potter. he said his, his go-to, go-to Christmas. Yeah. His go-to Christmas movies were Elf, the Grinch and Harry Potter, which, I'm with them. Like Harry Potter isn't obviously technically Christmas movies, but it counts. And there's always a marathon every holiday, anyways. So, um, but yeah, Either, but those it, are those are solid choices too. Those are solid. I thought I thought he I thought he watched Harry Potter in the off season. That's why he had the invisibility cloak on the whole time until oh. recently. <laughs> I'm joking. Brian, Brian, Brian. He had to. I had yeah. to say. I, I'm just kidding. Um. But yeah, obviously he did need – he had to find some way to get going. And so if Christmas break reset is is what it took, then then that's great. And, you know, new line mates that I think he feels good about playing with. Um, you, you just see – he just – you know, obviously I've been on the side of, like, he's still doing more good than bad. And um, to an extent, I always thought the scoring would come. But I, I have said, like, he has to make it come and part part of that like you said brian is him going to the net it's that drive like to see yeah that lane was there but to see him see it take it and what i really loved about 
that goal he scored in the New Jersey game was he's tapping his stick for the pass from like banging his stick for Marshan to get him that puck. And it was like, you could tell like his eyes just lit up when he saw the path he had to the net. And that's exactly what you want. Like you want him being aggressive. You want him wanting the puck in that situation, wanting to make that drive to the net. And it was clear that he did. And if he's, if he's going to play like that, then he's a huge asset to this team. And you just hope obviously that it, that it continues. Uh-oh. Bridget, you're sorry. You're um, the chemistry I was saying that no, none of you could hear. <laughs> um, I was saying the chemistry also applies to uh, coil with that line as well. Like I, I noticed on that, that coil goal um, in the Detroit game, him and Marshawn seemed to be on the same page a few times. Coil almost scored earlier in the game as well. And we've seen, them each set each other up for some really good chances and, and coils was in the slot, but uh, that one was set up by McAvoy, but um, yeah, you just notice like them finding seams and knowing where each other is on the ice a little bit more now after a few games together. And I I've thought that the chemistry has grown and, and looked better. Yeah, no coil has been really good. I mean, I, I forgive me for not having it in front of me, but just, Obviously, his, his totals on the year, but um, yeah, just I mean, his his finishing is is very very important for them. Obviously, he hasn't been a I wouldn't call him a proven finisher in this league up until you know this year. Like he obviously has finished to his game, but it wasn't consistent, and they needed him to be that for them this year. And uh, yeah, you've seen him just get body position in tight and have some nice finishes up top this year. And um, yeah, just. Again, like they needed him to step up this year, and and Coyle has been great. Like, say what you want about the Bruins at given times this year, he's just, he's he's been rock solid. Uh, he had a slow, he did have a about a week or so of of. I think Scott, you mentioned last episode, he had five games at a point, but but yeah, he's just he's just been really solid for them. Yeah, he's up to thirteen goals, thirteen assists, twenty six points in thirty five games, uh, third on the team in points, tied for second in goals, and on pace to smash his career high in goals. His career high in goals is 21 with the Bruins. He's never scored more than 16. Like he could pass that in two weeks. Um, you know, not even halfway through the year. So he's on pace, you know, for what high twenties, maybe even push 30 goals. Like that's, that's a, if you told anyone going to the season that Charlie Coyle is going to be on pace to push 30 goals, like, that is a huge win. I don't think anyone would have expected that kind of jump. And, um, you know, Montgomery talked this week about um, Coyle adopting more of a shoot first mentality and getting to scoring areas more. And he pointed to those, those two goals. And I know they're on the power play, you know, so that's a little different. Like he does play that role on the power play, but still it's just that mindset of like being there and being ready to shoot. And Montgomery said like, you know, how many times was he there last year? Like, he's going there more and that's why he's scoring more. And again, you can take that and apply that to DeBrusk too. It's like if DeBrusk goes to those areas more, he's going to score more. So very encouraging that you're seeing, you know, both of them doing it. You're seeing Marshan producing with them. Um, and that, you know, if those guys continue to click, it just really goes a long way towards solidifying your top six because it's like, that's at least one of your top two lines and you can lock that in and they can play in any situation. 
they've been they've been great defensively all year. That hasn't been an issue. It's you know, are they going to score enough? Um, they are right now, and then you can kind of figure out the first line from there. Whether it's you know whether it does ultimately stick with Zach on the wing, and it's either geeky or you know some rotation of centers before you settle on something or make a trade or whatever, or if Zaka goes back to center and you figure out the wing there, like at least you have this Marchand coil to brusque line in, in your pocket and something that you feel good about. Yeah. When you said solidify the top six, I'm thinking to myself and, and, and when you were saying, you know, who would have guessed that coil would have the numbers that he has at this point in the season. I was thinking who would have thought Morgan geeky would be centering the top line at this point in the season. And he, yeah, that's what he's doing right now. So, um, you know, whether he stays there or not remains to be seen, but he's done a good job. And, and like we mentioned, Zaka going to the wing may not be their long-term plan, but it, I mean, it works. Um, especially if the plan is when Patra comes back, just to slide him in between JVR and Frederick, um, and, and, you know, send Merkulov back to Providence. So that kind of feels like what the setup might be. Um, when, when world juniors is over, 